Hi, I'm Rosie, and you're listening to the second season of What Does Your Family Look Like? Welcome back. Today, we will kick off a new chapter of Everyday People featuring My Mother, Belle. I thought my mother was exceptional. She, however, would not agree. She thought herself simple, really, ordinary. An everyday woman tending to her chores while wearing one of her many housecoats, raising three children and maintaining her relationships with family and friends. Nothing notable. Well, from where I sat, she was quite the opposite. She was born in September 1917. Her given name, Bella, which changed to Belle because she liked that better. Belle came into this world just five months after the United States formally declared war against Germany and entered World War I. She experienced the Great Depression during her formative years and World War II in her 20s. Aside from world events affecting her life, in her personal life, she faced many challenges as well. She survived cancer, suffered with bouts of depression, underwent several major operations, learned how to drive at 62, which is not an easy task, while grieving the death of my father, and suffered losses, as we all do in life. She had an uncanny ability to pick herself up, dust herself off, and start all over again. I only pray I have half of her courage, tenacity, and ability to face life's challenges with such grace. Mom made dancing her metaphor for life. There are times when you flow with the music and times when you stumble, but always through grace and determination, you accept the challenge, move with the rhythm, and continue on. She always got to the other side, finding the melody of life. Let's start off our bell segment beginning with her teenage years. What you are about to hear is a discussion between myself and my sister Miriam. You will hear me refer to her by Meme, a loving family nickname. My sister, being 14 years my senior, naturally got to experience Mom at a much younger age. I've had to rely on her memories to fill in some of the gaps for me. One of the most important relationships we develop in life are our friendships. My mother sought out one certain girl when she was about 15, which ended up being life-changing for Belle. The cool thing is that she didn't wait for it to happen. Instead, she made it happen. Let's listen in and find out about Bessie and the Las Amigas Club Girls. Miriam, would you like... Sure. How old do you think she was? Like 16? I would say she was probably around 15 years old. We're talking about 1932. She met Bessie at a dance, liked her very much. So she boarded a streetcar and came up to, I guess, around North Avenue. From South Baltimore. From South Baltimore. Which is quite a distance. It is. And... I, I would imagine she knocked on doors until she found her. That's exactly what she did. She's, and she, that's what I remember her telling me. I didn't know exactly where she lived. I had a street name. And I just thought, I'll just knock on doors until... And she did. She knocked on doors and said, does Bessie live here? She really had a lot of gumption, so to speak, to 
get up on a streetcar, come to a new, different neighborhood, and find Bessie, which she did. And it changed her life. It did. It changed her life. She got into a group of women, and they were lifelong friends. They used to have parties, and they would go into a hotel downtown Baltimore, and they would... It was the Lord Baltimore Hotel. Was it the Lord Baltimore? Mm -hmm. They would have... They would have talent shows and each one of them had to do something and they just had a high old time and over the years they all married had children and they all re always remained good friends and as they got older with their families they met about once a month at each other's homes i know when they met at our home i was so excited <laughs> the ladies were so nice and mom would set the dining room table with all her pretty stuff, and they would all come and sit down and chit-chat and eat whatever she had. And I couldn't wait to be there with them. Oh. And I would be there for a little while before I went to bed. And it was just, it's just a lovely memory. Yeah, that is a sweet memory. Yeah. And they would, they would, uh, they would collect dues. Yeah, they would collect dues. This is how they probably did the hotel oh, right. and um their and their episodes at the hotel yeah and you have to imagine they it wasn't like today where you go with a girlfriend and you each get your own room i they piled they, they, piled. they didn't have a lot of money they, no, piled, they piled into these rooms yeah i'm pretty sure they didn't tell the management of at the hotel not. that 10 women why were, would they right the las amigas club remained intact for as many years as the women lived. They were true blue friends. They were. No matter where anybody lived. They were. They kept in touch. They were. It was it was an amazing bunch of ladies. It really was. Really was. In 1995, I took a simple cassette tape recorder, sat at mom's kitchen table, and started asking her questions. What resulted is what you are about to hear. The following is a snippet of the conversation I had with mom about her club girls. I must apologize in advance. The recording quality of 1995 is not nearly as clean as 2022, but I think you'll get the gist of it. So why don't you tell us then about how meeting I met Bessie and your club girls. And oh yeah, well, I was at a dance and that's how I met Bessie. So what I did, I went to Madison Avenue Synagogue House. I thought I would find her. Well, anyway, Mrs. Heaney, she was the hostess of the place. She took me to, listen to this, she took me to a club thinking that I would find Bessie there. And I looked at all the girls, you know, and uh, I introduced myself. I stayed at that club meeting, but I couldn't find Bessie. So, but is that a time period where a lot of women would have club, club girls and yeah, and it was all it, it was it like was, little sorority kind of things almost. Yeah, what I did, and like I said, I went to every house and I found her. Did she remember you? Yeah, she remembered me, and and I went with her to club meeting. You know, in those days you walk, you know, and I liked the girls, and they seemed to like me, and fine. So you joined the club. 
we we um in in the spring on May we used to May Day mm-hmm. we used to go on a hike. Where? I don't remember where, but we had a ride to it. Oh, okay. Because it was far. We'd pack lunches and all, and uh, and we used to have a formal once a year. We used to, and we used to get. Ooh. The place Madison Avenue Zinniak House had an auditorium with us. Where was Madison Avenue? Oh, Madison Avenue. It was just a little below North. Okay, a little below North. North Avenue. And uh, we used to put on plays. How many girls were in this club? Oh, it must have been about twelve. And yeah. you would take a would you take a room at the Lord Baltimore with the girls and sleep over? Oh well, that's when we had a pajama party. Oh, you would have a pajama yeah. party. Yeah, we used to have a pajama party. Every each girl had to bring something, you know, food. Right. So we couldn't afford to order food sure. from the hotel. So you all took one room. You should have seen. Yeah, and they all had cots. Oh really? How much yeah. did it cost? Gee, I don't. Probably next to nothing. Yeah, sure. In those days, and. I don't care what time of the night it was, early in the morning, somebody was always taking a shower. <laughs> and we used to laugh. It was funny. We had so much fun. That's so much fun. <laughs> and then, when the girls had their boyfriends, we were still having them after I was married. Were you the first one to get married? No. 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 Mildred, she knew, she knew everything. We listened to her like she was God. She knew everything about sex. <laughs> was she older than you guys? No. Just experience. <laughs> and she was the first one to get married, and and she got pregnant. We said, you, you told us how not to. <laughs> that's nice. So that's where you met your lifelong friend. Yeah. Well, I have to tell you, that was so much fun for me to listen to. To have her voice on tape, to hear her laugh, I could see her smile. I can't tell you how immensely grateful I am to have had the vision to tape her. While I wish I had better equipment, I used what was available to me at the time. By her actions, Mom taught all of us kids the value of making and maintaining dear, close friends. What I learned from her was not only the importance of friendship, but its necessity. Mom could not have handled life's trials without the unconditional love of some of these women. They bolstered each other during the hard times and celebrated the milestones of life together. The fiber of these friendships was so strong, so long-lasting, so authentic, While your husband, wife, partner, they're all important, but they can't be the be-all, end-all of your life. One person cannot be your everything. The fellowship of women is essential. Please join us next week to hear about how mom found the love of her life. Thank you for listening to another episode of What Does Your Family Look Like? Please like and subscribe and follow us on all social media at WDYFLL, the podcast.